970-WATH. Good morning, folks. A little bit early. Yes, CBS and ABC and some other channels all um, having problems still. And so we, um, we miss our national, international news service. But um, life goes on and uh, so does our program, The Party Line. Today, the first day of February, right? I think that's correct. And uh, I see someone here on the wall hasn't even flipped the calendar yet. So <laughs> I, I uh, got in here just a little bit late or I could have done it myself. Hey, it's our monthly update from the Athens County Commissioner's Office today and Chris Schmiel doing the duties. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. And, um, you know, we made a list of uh, topics that uh, we'd like to make sure people are up to date on. And um, let's just get into it. The sewer expansion project. You know, that's been going on now how long? A couple years. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, a couple decades in the making. Where my daughter uh, lives, her region was affected and... It seems to be complete there, uh, but uh, there's still a lot. Um, what is it, Radford Road, or somewhere out there that uh, still has a lot of work to be done, right? Yeah, we're just going to be starting phases six and seven, and that's out by the Country Club. Oh and yes, so that's uh, Whitland, yeah, uh, that area. And um, so, so tell us, uh, you know, what, is there an expected date of finish? Or, well, there's it, or is that a movable thing? Well, there's different phases. And so, you know, I think we have the first five phases, and those are more or less getting close to being done, and letters are being sent out to, you know, have to connect to the to the sewer from, you know, from the houses. Mm-hmm. And um, you get 90 days to do that. Um, we were having a discussion yesterday just about, those letters going out in the winter when it's pretty wet and <laughs> yeah. you know it's and hard ground, to get any work done right the like ground that. might be frozen and stuff like that yeah so we you know we don't want to promote you know people trying to get stuff done when they can't get it done mm-hmm. um so um is the um and then many of those homes uh have uh, like septic tanks and that sort of thing and and um, so those would be shut down, right? Right. And uh, the health department helps kind of verify all that happens. Um, so, yeah, that's a, the process of connecting and then decommissioning the, the septics. If there's someone living in that region and, and for whatever reason, maybe they got something in the mail but misplaced it, or uh, how can anyone in that affected region um who should they contact to say uh, what's the status of my account well you can go to our website and uh on the county's website mm-hmm. athensoh.org and our billing office for the water is in the plains at the old bank building there right and uh you can call call them and ashley can answer your questions about that um you know we're just asking people to be patient as as we're you know making big messes in people's yards and you know we're completely committed to making sure 
all everything gets put back in order and better than it was so including the roads and people's yards and you know it's just the weather and the this time of year certain things haven't been completed yet but they will be getting done now i i you answered this a moment ago but i've already forgotten the answer how long ago did this all begin i mean the actual construction the actual construction close to two years ago now i'd say okay yeah and you think it'll be another year yet or before it's called completed or or i'd say that's about where we're for phases six and seven that sounds about right okay and those are the last phases so and then i'm just kind of curious when you we've been talking about this sewer expansion period um, uh, project for as you said two years or so even before that to some degree the planning of it um what um is there some other big project looming off in the future that um or or is that just all kind of being things being as far as sewer goes is that what you're talking about? well really any major project well we did do a survey of the unsewered areas Mm -hmm. in athens county and that you know we've got these old communities like new marshfield millfield guysville stewart you know they were those lots were created a long long time ago they're pretty tiny and there weren't the regulations that they have nowadays for septics so a lot of those lots are so small they don't actually fit the up-to-date you know approved septic regulations that we have from the state so we did a survey um, to look at those areas and new marshfield uh, scored pretty high in some sort of rating process so that one seems to have kind of moved to the top you're saying it has more problems so therefore it's a higher priority right well and it has to do with the number of households as well and um things like that so we uh, and that was new marshfield new marshfield yes and because there's a lot of money out there from the feds on infrastructure you know this is a good time to maybe get some of those areas in the county that are unsewered into some sort of you know sewered situation because like in new marshfield you have these little lots that have been there for a long time and no room for septics now a project such as this which is um as we say uh, has been in the construction phase two years and has probably one to go um what about the funding how is that done is, well, is we this, got a is, lot of grant money from okay. the USDA. I think we got $28 million, which was around half of the cost of this project. Wow. Um, the rest of it, I mean, we got some little chunks of money from sure. different, there's various pots of money for this kind of work. And uh, what what it all equals down to, what the important thing is, is the and, you know the monthly bill... For having sewer is affordable as in relation to our you know income medium income guidelines here in Athens County so I believe our rate for the this expansion project is uh, in the 50s lower 50s okay so we were pretty happy with that because the guidelines you know we could have it could have been up to like over 60 
and so we're we're happy that is there and, and forgive my lack of knowledge on this thing but um are those that are having to switch over do they have to come up with anything yes they do um you know to connect from each person's house to the sewer line um and you know every household really has a different set of circumstances of course and costs so you know there's some places that you know we're concerned that you know we've heard where the sewer line is like 20 feet deep or something mm. and if a, a household has to connect to that i mean it's way too expensive i mean for you know the commissioners have talked about you know that's twenty thousand dollars to connect this is a lot of money mm -hmm. so uh some other places we've been um you know working with the health department there's a grant program if you qualify you can get you know 100 percent or 85 percent of the project paid for and there's this usda money available for low interest loans but unfortunately the guidelines the income guidelines on that are so low that we're finding not anybody is qualifying so we're working on some other funding mechanisms for some low interest loans so we're getting close to having that figured out we're going to have another funding fair because we just sent out these letters for two of the areas that have been completed and there's two more coming up so well what have i failed to bring out that you think we need to do about this sewer expansion project i mean i think we've touched on it as far as you know we're going to make sure that the I just want to make sure everybody in the public knows that you know we're going to repair the roads and we're going to repair your yards and and we're trying to help provide some financing and grant options for people to get their connections mm -hmm. so i'd say those are the key things folks let me just mention it's 19 degrees out here on columbus road and um, um, sort of sunny you know it looks looks all right out there and um, they say the high today, though, will be 33. Tomorrow, 43. Then Friday, back down to 22, the high. 40 on Saturday and 53 on Sunday. And um, the next few days, mostly sunny. So um, just just be aware of that. But it's, it's uh, 19 here right now. And um, I don't know, you probably came in from your home. I came from mine, and the roads were great, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. no problems this morning. So um, so when you look at the national news and hear about some of these other areas uh, that are really struggling with uh, highways and roads and all of that, we're fortunate. All right, um, let's see, another topic that um, you and I discussed uh, t that we should bring up today is the, the job and family services. Um, that's, um, that's actually a county um, department, right? Yes, yes. And um, jobs and family services, In base basically, what do they do? Well, they help administer uh, benefit programs to low-income people, and they also uh, run the Ohio Means Jobs Center, which is located over at 510 West Union Street. So besides providing people with, you know, SNAP or Medicare, or Medicaid, I think, Medicaid, 
and um, you know they provide things like uh, they help people get their GED they help provide transportation for folks that don't have transportation uh, job training uh, resume writing all this kind of stuff so I mean the goal uh, right now in Athens County we have a 22% poverty rate and now okay 22% take another county that you're aware of and tell us what that might be for them well you know I got sort of educated a little bit when I was at our annual county commissioners conference this December and they have you know educational sessions sure and there were some guys, uh, some commissioner, there was a commissioner from Miami County, which is over in southwest Ohio. Is that also where? Kind what, of by Dayton. Is that where Miami University is located? I don't believe so. I think okay. Miami's in Butler. You're right. Butler You're right. County. Um, you know, and, but and, Miami County over by Dayton. Yeah, it's sort of north of Cincinnati. It's, a, it's over in that okay. neck. Miamisburg. Do they, do they have a larger population than we do? No, they're kind of similar. Okay. Um, it's obviously flatter over there. Uh, but, you know, the commissioner was talking about they had a 7% poverty rate. And what, would, what had you just said? We have a what? We're at 22%. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, his biggest problem they have is they had 15,000 jobs that nobody's applying for. And I was like, you know, that's, you guys got it rough, you know, because, like, I was joking with them because, no. you know, we've got 22% poverty and, you know, we don't have anywhere close to 15,000 jobs that for people to apply to. So Meigs County is 35% poverty rate. Uh. So, uh, you know, the whole idea of, and, and we've got... And we're 22 again. 22%. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, generational poverty... It's, which is more than two generations of people that have been basically, you know, maybe living on benefits of some sort. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a challenge to try to try to fix generational poverty. I've been reading this book. It's called Understanding Poverty. Uh, it's a this bridges out of poverty. It's a framework for understanding poverty, and I'm spending a fair amount of time. Well, just Monday mornings, I'm meeting with uh, staff over at the Ohio Means Job Center and Job and Family Services, and then in the afternoons, I'm meeting with employers. And so this is all under sort of the broad topic of workforce development, mm -hmm. you know, and how do we get people jobs, you know, who need them? Because there are, there are jobs available right now. Okay, and yet... And I mean, you know, we we all have, well, not all, but many people have a professional background of some kind. And yet, you, you know, you as you go about town, just to even fast foods and things like that, you see many signs posted saying, you know, we'll pay um, a much higher rate than I would have expected uh -huh. per hour. Uh, if you'll come and work for us, yeah, and um, but it's not in their uh, past history of working in that type of business, like fast foods or something. Um, you know, I I wonder. 
you know, why aren't these people pursuing this if they're in trouble? And even though, like, okay, I'm a broadcaster, uh, and then I've done a lot of um, public um, um, elected office stuff and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, you know, but if I were in trouble, um, would I, how would I feel about going to work at, uh, name any fast food place you'd like? It would be difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, I think the, you know, maybe that would be a short term yeah. thing that you would have to do. But I think ultimately, you know, getting people more skills uh, to upgrade their, you know, their employment opportunities. I was uh, got to go down and um, visit the Mark Porter down in uh, Meigs County the other day. Down around Pomeroy. Yes. And uh, there we have this workforce. It's called the, the WIOA Board, which is Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. I've not heard of this one. It was created, I don't know, eight or ten years ago wow. uh, at the federal level. And it created, it. it's sort of about... Spell that, wheel. WIOA, W-I-O-A. Okay. WIOA. And um, so there's a lady, her name's Lori McKnight Gribble. I know her. Okay. She's in charge of that, which is Meigs County, Perry County, and Athens County. And so kind of creating these relationships and programs with um, different employers. And down in Meigs County, this, uh, Mark Porter is like one of the biggest employers in the county. Sure hundreds of hundreds of people and they had this program where they're and in, in Mex County they don't have like we have tri-county vocational school but they just have like a voca vocational programs at at their high school and they had this they basically called Lori because like all their automotive technicians were starting to get old and they're all going to retire and so they're like we got to do something about getting a younger workforce in here and they started this program where they're, you know, working with the kids at, at the high school level. They bring them in. They do basically like a paid internship. And um, by the time these kids are graduating from high school, they're basically set up for a job at Mark Porter. And uh, I met a couple of the kids. Um, there was a, a boy and a girl, and they were both from Racine. And uh, they were pretty excited about you know what they've been through and um there's a guy named justin booth who's the service manager down there that you know really took these kids under their you know his tutelage i'd say and you know like but you know if that's true for them down there isn't it also true for any auto dealer up here yeah, so I think next week I'm going to visit In Town Body Shop up here. Mm -hmm. So there's like these are these programs because um, if you look at the number of kids that go to college in each community, you know, like just a fraction of the kids actually go to college and actually graduate. You know, so you have all these other kids that you know if we can get them a job right out of high school, you know, they're on a great trajectory for you know basically living a successful life. And, uh, you know, this program down there was just a great example of that. And, uh, you know, that took an employer willing to work with these families and with the, 
Lori. But um, pretty excited about that kind of stuff happening. So Job and Family Services, um, cooking with speed, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I don't know where that expression came from, but I, I threw it out there. Um, anything else on that area? Should we, um, uh, if, if someone wanted to <coughs> engage in that, um, who do they call? Well, I mean, if How you, do they make themselves known? If you, like, were wanting to be an employer or, an you know, e an employee. Either way. You know, like, basically call the Ohio Means Job Center. Okay. Um, it's down there in West Union. I don't know what that number is off the top uh, of my sorry. head. But, um, but West Union, describe a little more specifically it's the, where. It's an old restaurant over there, um, the old Oak Room or something. Okay. It's right by the bike path, right across the street from the old little red oh. schoolhouse. Is that is that where um, uh, the sportsman used to be? The sportsman, yes. Okay. Yes, the old sportsman. So um, right down there near the, um, what is it, that um, post? that? Um, yeah, it's right next to the American Legion. American Legion, thank yes. you. All right, and, um, and they can get you pointed in the right direction. Yes, we also have, they do have this m mobile uh, job and family for services thing that goes around the county now, too. Which, Did you know, we have parts of the county that have no transportation. So if you're, you know, you're lower income, you don't have transportation, it's just hard to get around. Um, but we have this mobile JFS on wheels that goes, you know, from Coolville to Millfield to New Marshfield to places that, you know, have no transportation. Gloucester. Now, the, the next thing that I, when you and I were talking about topics to bring up today, um, and, and maybe this has been covered somewhat in this last topic of job and family services, but the Workforce Development Project. Yeah, I guess we sort of talked about, you know, those per, up, an example of one of those programs was what is going on at Mark Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's different, there, it's called a CCMEP, Comprehensive Case Management, something or another. Like, it's really working with these individuals, uh, kind of meeting them where they're at and making sure that they have what they need to basically become employed and get off of public assistance. And so, you know, the, I've, as with the land bank, for example, we would get people that, you know, they're receiving SNAP benefits or some other sort of, you know, benefit, and they have to work off their hours or they might get paid, but they're basically getting trained to, you know, show up to work on time, those kind of basic work skills that not everybody has grown up with. So um, workforce development is a big issue throughout the whole state, and I'd say country. Uh, you know, we've, like, the guy from Miami uh, County, you know, they had 15,000 jobs that, um, you know, no one's applying for. So it's just about connecting people who need a job with the jobs, getting them the training so that they can, they can do those jobs and hopefully, you know, make a decent living and have a good, healthy life. 929 now, uh, folks, on this February 1st. And it's the morning, in case you hadn't looked outside. 
Um, Land banks. Um, there have been several projects over the years that I thought would have made a great land bank. Um, but they would have served for public purposes, in my vision. Um, I won't get into them specifically, but um, it's, it was, when I first learned of such things, I, I thought, wow, this could be some great opportunities. Okay, what is your impression of a land bank? Let's define it and then its purpose and, you know, possible uses and so on and so forth. Yeah, so we started the Athens County Land Bank back in 2018, and we've utilized some federal and state funding to basically remove blighted properties. And that means you know, abandoned properties that are tax delinquent. Uh, you know, they're so far gone that, um, uh, you know, they unfortunately have to be torn down. Hmm. So we've torn down probably close to 100. Really? Uh, around the county. Um, uh, primarily, you know, we've done a lot of work in Trimble Township, York Township, Nelsonville, uh, but scattered about, you know, from like, Lodi Township out in Shade. We did a, a bunch of them. And, um, you know, it's it just helps basically eliminate these blighted properties, which, you know, makes the communities just like a healthier place that people may want to reinvest in. And um, Now, these properties, once they are uh, demolished and, and the land made um, nice and neat and clean, um they're available for they're other available. people yeah and you can go to the athenscountylandbank.com website and you can see a listing of the properties that we have um you know some properties can be rehabbed you know there's a we actually just the the land bank paid for our our first rehab it was in the village of Booktel mm-hmm. and I think it was just like last month we finally closed on that and we sold it for like a hundred and sixty some thousand dollars so that was an example where we were able to you know take an abandoned property we stripped out all the old it had good old bones you know we upgraded it and uh yeah now somebody bought it and now they're paying taxes and being uh hopefully better than a blighted property well yeah yeah and and um, but some of these land banks uh, or properties that have been um, taken over, um, leveled or or upgraded or whatever, depending on how far gone they are, right? Um, could they be used for public purposes? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, in Chansey, we tore down I don't know probably like ten different structures, and I think. We in that you know the local municipality or the somebody has to you know the from the public has to say they want this property, mm-hmm. and I believe that we did a deal with uh, the village of Chansey by their uh, wastewater treatment plant. There used to be an old garage there okay. that got we we were able to tear down, and uh, that's right outside of their. Um, so now is it like a park or it's, something? It's, it's sort of like, it just became part of their uh, wastewater treatment, kind of mm-hmm. like 
kind of like a service area for them to park trucks and i won't get into the specifics of the the project i once had in mind but um there was a, a, a large partial or maybe it was multiple partials all combined but i thought it would make an, a neat mini park mm-hmm. in a community yeah and um it's not happened but um who knows what the future may hold the properties are still kind of in question i guess well um so so if someone had an idea about something in their neighborhood in a property that was not in great shape can they bring that to someone's attention yeah sure i mean it we primarily are you know just dealing with abandoned tax delinquent properties yeah. now some people they have been paying their taxes but they've abandoned a property and they have given it, given us properties um there's also some money available from the state we just got done utilizing a bunch of that money um but i think there's going to be another round and if if you know somebody who has a, a a structure that needs to be torn down um with the state guidelines we could actually tear that down for them for free with a really? sign an agreement okay that allows us to do that so that, now, that you know right right here in the city of athens um that one there's one that's got a big x on the yeah front that of it. one sold at sheriff sale yeah and somebody bought it and they're going to be i believe fixing it up oh cool yeah well anyway there are different options lots of options yeah and you know, different places have it more than others. So. When you when you uh, when you talk to your fellow commissioners from other counties, um, are they as active in um, trying to develop land banks as we are? I think out of the eighty-eight counties, I think there's, I think close to seventy now. Oh, so the, so not the the, ma- the vast majority. Yeah. Um, What's really important, so on the land bank board is the county treasurer, because they deal with the taxes not being paid and such. Um, they have to be a, a supporter of the land bank. Sure. If the commissioners want to do a land bank, but the treasurer doesn't want to do a land bank, it's not going to happen. So we actually, in Hocking County, Washington County, they don't have land banks and it's my understanding that's primarily because the treasurer doesn't want to make that happen. Uh, there's people in the community that want to make it happen. Um, I'm just really glad. Uh, Bill Bias, when he used to be our county treasurer, he helped us get the land bank started. And then he quit right after that. Yeah. But Well, um, let me see. Is there anything I've failed to ask about a land bank that you think I should have? Well, I mean, I think for right now, Athens County's land bank, we own, I think, six or seven properties in downtown Gloucester. Um, you know, and those are bigger kind of commercial level buildings. Um, so if anybody wants to uh, invest in their community, you know, we need people to, it's a little bit of a risk, you know, because... Uh, we we were able to show in Bookdel that we made an investment and we were able to make it work. Um, Gloucester's got a little bit more challenges. Um, I think there's lots of properties available up in Nelsonville too, which 
I think is not as challenging as well. So if, if somebody's looking to expand, you know, maybe get a new a rental or a place to live, you know, check out AthensCountyLandBank.com. Fair enough. Well, let's see here. Uh, let's let's uh, move on to another topic. Um, mental health first aid. Um, yes. I'm not sure I've heard that expression put together before. Yeah, I got to go to a free training called Mental Health First Aid a couple weeks ago. And I there's a this lady, Ruth, who lives around here, was the teacher. And they're getting some funding from the state, from the Ohio Mental Health something, OMAS it's called. Okay. And... Uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't know, how many people, like, in our population do you think are suffering from mental health challenges right now? Well, I'm sure it's a figure higher than I'm expecting, but... Like, one in ten, one in five, one oh, in... Oh, I don't have that. I, I know of a couple in my neighborhood who I try to help and work with, and it's very obvious. Yeah. But many people's degree of mental healthiness, um, you wouldn't necessarily know about. True. Yeah. It's it's subtle. It's private to them. It's not an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some. It would seem to me that some of the people you're trying to help with this project, this this effort, I should say. Um, don't even want to admit. Mm. Yeah, or they may they may not even be able to see. And there's yeah. a, there's a word for that, which Anna something or another, which is like, even though you're you're sick, technically you don't even know you're sick. Right. Um, so yeah, the the number they gave us was one in five people. One in five. And that was actually that was before was that before is, the pandemic. Are they saying this is the case? In Athens County, or that's like a nationwide. 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 Okay, yeah. one in five. One in five, and that was pre-pandemic, and I think we basically discussed that probably it's higher than that after the pandemic because of all that that people went through, and some people in, you know, in the degree of worry and worry, isolation. Yeah, you know, virtual everything. You know, all kinds of factors. So that's that's. That's an alarming number. Well, I mean, and, you know, I, th- I was just reading about Governor DeWine is putting a, some money towards mental health. And so this mental health first aid, I think, is something that, you know, if somebody wants to do it, you can get, you can go through this process. They, they basically teach you, they have this acronym called ALGE. So A-L-G-E-E. Okay. A is assess so say say you run into somebody and you know you're sort of like you assess the situation yes, yes. Like, something may not be right here you know um l is to listen listen you know non-judgmentally just listen gotcha uh g is give reassurance give reassurance that you know they're going to be taken care of people will be taken care of you know just you know relax things will be okay uh, e is encourage 
getting professional help. Yeah, and that's a big one. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't want to admit or recognize or... Plus, we have a huge shortage of people, providers, mental health, you know, providers um, in the country. So there's that encourage, you know, getting professional help. But then there's another E, -E A-L-G-E-E, is encourage self-care. So... That, that was the acronym. Um, you know, and just the day after I basically had been to this training, you know, somebody came to me and was, you know, somebody in there, in, uh, it was in a county department. Okay. One of the employees, you know, one of their kids was like, you know, doing some self-harm. Okay. And so, you know, it was like, wow, okay, so what do I do? You know, I just, I'm, I'm like a mental health first aid. So there's NAMI, the National Association of Mental Illness, and we have a great Athens chapter. You know, like, so say you're, you have a family member that has a mental health challenge. That creates a lot of stress for people. Oh, my, yes. You know, so that's one of the things that I, I think NAMI can do for people is you can get together and get some peer support, you know, from other people that are dealing with similar challenges. And I was able to kind of connect this lady to a meeting. And, you know, you start talking to other people who are going through similar things. You learn a lot about what the resources are available and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think it's all about sort of like taking care of people in our community and our families. And uh, if anybody wants to participate in that mental health first aid, I think AthensNAMI.org. So it's AthensNAMI is N-A-M-I dot O-R-G. I think there's some information on that website and it's free. You know, it's it's one thing to have it it's another one to admit to it or recognize that it's there and um, I think there's a large group certainly not the majority but a large group that may be struggling but they don't want to admit it or seek help or how can we get over that? And that's not something a county commissioner can answer or, or a radio uh, host. It's just... Um, I've had counseling. Um, there's no stigma attached to that. It's helpful. Um... We all have things we go through that are complicated or difficult or why me, you know? Um, And these professionals can be so helpful and they can lessen the tension. Um, Why am I saying all of this? It's just true. Well, I mean, okay, in my own personal life, my dad was uh, alcoholic for like 40 years and I was able to I started going to Al-Anon meetings mm-hmm. which 
is again like a peer support for family members of alcoholics. Right. And you know, when I went started going to the class, I was just kind of like hurting from all that, you know, with my dad, and I was not really happy or supportive of him. And I kind of hated him, you know. And really, I realized that you know by talking with these other folks that have been through it that it's a mental health issue, you know, alcohol, substance mm-hmm. abuse disorder, and by having that, I think changing my mindset from you know this this is moral failure or whatever this person's just you know not making good choices to you know this person needs help it's a real person and and they they're just suffering from this mental health issue you know and eventually that led to uh my family you know we put we did an intervention with him and got him some help and he went to treatment and he got out of treatment he you know fell off the wagon a couple times but ultimately in the end now he's been sober for about nine years and he lives for recovery he's a sponsor of eight or nine people and you know he has this purpose in his life now to help others with similar problems yes yeah and you know we've got the opioid epidemic and a very similar you know to alcoholism you know it's addictive and um it's not easy to quit and uh you know they're they're not bad people you know they're people that need help and i think you know obviously sometimes the law gets involved and people have to go to jail or whatever um it's a process and uh well, let's let's move on. You, you mentioned um, alcohol. Um, there are many things that can upset one's life. Uh, opioids, for example. Um, a topic that we jotted down to talk about today was the opioid settlement. Um, I'm not sure what we're talking about. Well. Uh, over the last couple years, there, there's been a lot of lawsuits, you know, uh, with the pharmaceutical companies, basically, who, you know, say you were a high school athlete, you hurt your knee at, at soccer practice or something, you go to the doctor, they give you 60 Vicodins, and, you know, you start taking these Vicodins and become addicted to opioids. And then that led to maybe that person, you know, using heroin or fentanyl. Uh, people, you know, dying from that. People, you know, losing their ability to have a livelihood. So, yeah, there's this huge national, there's several of them. But um, one Ohio is, you know, the state of Ohio is sort of made a, settlement with uh, some of these companies and uh, some of that money is starting to trickle down out into the community so now my doctors <coughs> um, as I've gone through various struggles um, like my wife's passing um, have just modestly tweaked my meds and um 
and then there's also a plan to back those out over a period of months or weeks um and and you know so we're really talking about doctors maybe who are over prescribing or people who are finding ways to continue uh doing something their doctor hasn't recommended right um and taking it further on their own through perhaps illegitimate means right um I, you know, personally, I like to think I have control over my emotions and my thinking and my future. And so the idea of subscribing to some something that isn't making me the real person I am, uh, that's scary to me. Um... And yet there are some people that whose dilemmas are so severe that they welcome that opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's oftentimes some sort of trauma associated with, you know, people's, you know, journey towards kind of substance use abuse. So how do people reckon with this? If you know of somebody who has, um, we'll say, a pharmaceutical, or we'll call it an, an opioid use that is being abused. How, how can we, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a relative, um, help them get back on the right track? Well, I mean, I think ultimately they're going to have to decide to, you know, make better choices to get away from it. Um, you can, I think, support them in a lot of ways by, but, you know, getting professional help is part of that. Um, you know, so meeting with a therapist, uh, you know, there are a lot of medically assisted treatments for example, in the Athens County Prosecutor's Office, Keller Blackburn, they use this uh, medically assisted treatment called Vivitrol. I think I've heard of this. So you get a shot once a month, and if you, and you know, this is for folks that have been arrested or, or maybe they made a plea deal, but they're gonna go through diversion instead of going to be incarcerated because they're going to try to work on these issues. Um, and with this Vivitrol, for example, if you were to take an opioid or even, I think, alcohol, like you get sick and it doesn't work. You don't feel the effects that you would typically feel. Um, you know, and I, I think uh, from what I'm hearing, you know, uh, there's this recovery community organizations and that's where you, it's similar to like the 12 step program where you get, mm -hmm. you know, people who are in recovery and then they become peer, peer support. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, I know from listening to my dad, you know, like it's a, every day he, he's still an alcoholic, but you know, every day you have to deal with 
making those choices and you know uh i think being mindful is part of that you know my, my dad journals a lot now now you know if if i have a fascination with macaroni and cheese um can i be treated for that a fascination with I, okay i'm not a, I'm, I'm, that was meant to be humorous i'm sorry uh-huh. okay um but no we're talking about much more serious things of course and um unless you eat too much of this macaroni and cheese i guess yeah i don't know where i'm going here um well i don't know if you guys anybody if you know about the 988 number that's instead of calling nine one one to oh. you know get a squad. There's like this mental health crisis line now. I've never heard of this. Yeah, so it's like nine eight eight, and you dial that number and like say you're thinking about hurting yourself or you know you. This exists here. It exists nine eight eight. I believe it's we all over the not, country. We have not. I tell you, um, we run a lot of announcements mm-hmm. about. Um, different programs i don't believe we've aired anything promoting 988 yeah maybe getting somebody you know maybe this lady ruth who was my instructor for the mental health first aid or maybe somebody from the local nami group would be a good person to get in as you see these people would you mention this that sure to contact also the like the 317 board yes would be another um, now those folks we do talk to. Okay, they fund a lot of these programs. Okay, yeah. Um, there's uh, yet one more thing on the list, maybe two, that we haven't covered yet, and it, we have about four and a half minutes remaining. Sopec. Okay, um, and I, this morning I was thinking, man, I've heard that so many times. But what does that stand for? Well, it's Sustainable Ohio Public Energy Council. Yes. Okay. So what's their job? Well, uh, so it's a council of governments. So I think we have 22 different communities now in our council. And basically, we started out with uh, aggregation of electrical accounts. Um, We've recently expanded to include gas accounts. Natural gas. Right. You know, so... You know. So utility stuff. Yep, electric and, and natural gas. Um, and uh, they also help advise communities on energy-related topics. Okay. Um, we, uh, so recently, you know, like right now, you look at your bill, and it will say, you know, how much you're paying per your kilowatt hour. And... Uh, we're also because we're kind of got sustainable in our name we're very committed to you know doing the things sustainably so we have green energy credits for all of our renewable energy credits and uh right now i think our our price is 22 percent lower than the standard service offering Hmm. And we also have the renewable energy credits that go along with it. So it's a way for people to save some money. Is, is this something you would recommend to uh, anybody, or is it something that's only available to lower income or that sort of thing? No, it's it's available to everybody. I mean, if you're on the PIP program, which is like a 
a, a low-income utility program, you are actually not eligible for it. But, okay. Um, so yeah. you're saying even my household yeah. could uh, explore this and become involved with it. Correct. And, uh, you know, we help a lot of people look at their electric bills because sometimes somebody will call you up and they say, hey, we've got this great electric deal for you. And then by the time you you don't even know it, you've, you've entered into an agreement and you've got, you know, some crazy... In, you know rates for your how much you're paying so that's we kind of help people avoid those kind of problems mm -hmm. and uh you know part of the money from from this whole thing creates jobs locally and then we do grant programs with our communities um this is how we started the solar fund in athens city okay you know the uh which is going to help fund part of the big solar project the city's going to be doing at the wastewater treatment plant yes we have about one minute remaining um I'm, i hate to do this to you but um how many goats do you own zero okay so you you've been into the cheese business right yes and so where do you acquire the milk uh well i'm going through some changes dave okay yeah um my wife used to make the goat cheese Okay. She, and we had done it for 17, 18 years, and uh, she got a new job. Oh. So she's a community health worker now. So um, let me just reach over here and uh, tell these folks to hang on, okay? And um, <coughs> that's uh, our next program coming up. But... Um, Live yep. studio. So uh, you're out of the cheese business. Well, I'm selling the cheese that we made last year mm -hmm. still, but I will. It'll eventually be gone. Do you have a favorite cheese? I mean, you know, uh, I'm pretty open to all kinds of cheeses. Blue cheese, I like a lot. Okay, I do too. Chris, thank you for coming in. Dave, my pleasure. In our you bet. Athens County Commissioner Chris Schmidt. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM.